Mr. Morgan, if you're edge because I'm wheezing on your grind, it's just chill. Because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happen at my pad, I'd go grind over there. So don't tax my gig so hardcore, Cruster. Figures hot on the outside, icicle in the middle. Two minutes. <laughs> but you like that, right? Because you're a caveman. Cool, buddy. <laughs> the beverage. Nice, bro. This is what put this place on the map. Oh. What are you doing, Mrs. Tony? No, 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 no. you can't do this. You can't do this here. Now, now, we must leave now, please. Look, Kashmir Rajneesh, why don't you just chill? No, but still. Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. No, we think the juice. We the juice. No, 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 we think the juice. No, we think the juice. Hey, 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 Welcome to Sweep Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmastunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the STL. And with me today, I brought a special guest. That's why it sounds a little bit different because I'm actually in-house, not on a conference call with Jameson. I got a very special guest with me. Uh, that would be another Mastunas, T-Mac Mastunas. Tabitha Mastunas. What's up, girl? How you doing? Good. You doing good? Yeah. Get, get energized. This is your first podcast. No, it's not. It's my second one. Your second? When was your first one? The Turtles. The Turtles. Oh, that's right. We did some Turtles. Which Turtles was it? The first one or the second one? The first one. It was? I thought it was Out of the Shadows. Didn't uh-uh. we? It was the very first one? Yeah, because remember we came out of the theater and then we were talking about it in the car. Okay, so it's been a little while since you've been on the show. Very yeah. cool. All right, so this is going to be fun because I thought it was a good idea to, uh, you know, I got you hanging around, and me and you, we watch a lot of movies together. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool, and you like a lot of movies that I do, so it's sometimes hard to be solo, you know, when you have to always talk to yourself and pretend that there's an audience there, and I figured, you know what, I got my daughter here. Might as well bring her on because we're talking Encino Man today. This is a movie that I literally watched when I was her age. So I thought it would be a good idea to bring her on, get her perspective of how the movie is. And, uh, you know, kind of going back a little bit, you guys are probably wondering, hey, what happened in November? Because we were supposed to get Robocop and we were going to get the Burbs and all that good stuff. Well, for the inside crew of STL, you guys know what happened, but for those of you who listen that are not part of the STL Nation, uh, actually a month ago today, uh, my sister was killed in a car accident. 
and uh, she lived in Tennessee. So me and the family went down there. I obviously needed some time, so I took a break from STL. The hardcore fans inside the group knew what was going on, but for those of you, you know, not in there, that's what happened in November. So um, I'm excited to be back today. You know, it's kind of crazy. It's already been a month. Time flies. But I thought it was a good idea to do Encino Man because Encino Man came on before this happened. It came on Netflix, and I have a lot of good memories with that movie. And the first time you came in to get your diabetic shot, Mm-hmm. And you saw the first scene you saw was the grocery store was the scene. grocery store scene, which we'll get into in a little bit. But you were like, "Oh, what's this movie?" And I kind of talked to you about it a little bit. So, uh, funny enough, I started watching this movie more and more on Netflix, which I don't typically do. Mm-hmm. And I decided, you know what? I think it'd be pretty cool to bring T Mac on, talk this movie, get her perspective. You know, from my perspective of seeing it so many times and you seeing it for the first time, I thought that would be really fun. And obviously, it's a lot easier talking to a person than it is solo. And of course, Jameson's busy. You know, We'll kind of get into that later in the show when we're going to get together next, but I thought it'd be fun to talk this movie. So before we get into the review of Encino Man, let's go ahead and get into some news. So let's get into some news. So the first thing I want to talk about today is the big DC crossover that happened this week on television. Now, you do like to watch Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow. Do you or do you not? I do. You do. But you don't watch it every week, unfortunately. Correct? All right. Now, unfortunately, you, uh, for some apparent reason, missed the big crossover that happened. And uh, I actually have my little go- my little daughter Kaylee in the room with me, and she actually caught the final end of the episode. Correct? You saw Supergirl. You can say something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you were like, "Oh, it's the end," and you actually watched the last twenty minutes of the episode. So uh, it was a big event. It's the first time on television, as far as I can remember, that we had four shows on uh, put together to create one big story. Now. Uh, not really a spoiler, but just to kind of give you a heads up, if for whatever reason you taped it and you didn't watch it, I can tell you that Supergirl 
Not only was it the mid-season finale, but really didn't start the crossover till the end of the episode. The last five minutes is when you had the Flash cameo in, and then if you happen to miss Supergirl and you started with the Flash, it literally picks up at that scene with Supergirl. So really, it was a three-night event. But what it was is it was a big crossover event. It was Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and it was super fun. I had a blast with this. Now, Tabby... Uh, what it is is they were going up against aliens they were called the dominators is what it was so all three shows came together so you had various people in everybody's show it was really cool it was really fun and i did actually keep it on the dvr so you could check it out later but i just want to tell the nation what i thought of it i thought it was very very good i actually you know when i'm watching these shows they're so much fun and this proved that if only the DCEU universe could be as much fun as these television shows are. I mean, it's no, it's no, uh, how can I say this? It's not a secret that I love Batman v Superman. You as well. Me and you, we watched that together, correct? Yep. Okay, so tell everybody your thoughts because you and I, we went to the theater, we watched this together. Give everybody kind of high level what you thought of Batman v Superman. I love the movie, except for the end. I didn't like the end because of what happened. Because of what happened, okay. Yeah. And uh, you took it very hard when you I watched did. the ending, which was which was kind of crazy. However, after the ending, we talked about it, what happened, mm -hmm. and that you didn't have to worry because Superman, I mean, spoiler alert, Superman dies at the end of Batman v Superman, but he actually didn't die. Uh, he's coming back in Justice League. The secret will be how he's coming back. And that kind of made you... Because you walked out and you're like, I never want to watch this movie ever again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you took it pretty hard. Because um, we watched Man of Steel together. And it was... Was that your first Superman movie? You've ever... You had ever did you ever watch the Christopher Reeve movies? No. Okay. So Henry Cavill is your Superman. Okay, and you really, when you came out of Man of Steel, you were like, what was your thoughts on Man of Steel? I mean, you really loved that movie, didn't you? I did. And going into Batman v Superman now, obviously this house is a big Batman house. It sure is. We're in the Batcave right now, are we not? Yeah, you took over our space, man. <laughs> so, Batman v Superman, you really... You really love Superman, so that's why it was so hard for you, because mm -hmm. you actually love Superman more than you do Batman in the movies, is that right? No. No? No. Okay, cool. But that's that's okay, though. So so now, because you told me I, I love Superman more than I love Batman. Yeah, well. Mm -mm. But you kind of changed it up now? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. But the movie, though, hit you pretty hard. It did. Well, then we saw Suicide Squad. What did you oh, think of Suicide yeah, Squad? I love that movie. Why do you love that movie? Because it's got all my favorite people in it. Especially Who? Harley. <laughs> my favorite character. Harley's your favorite character, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, needless to say, Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, they're not really what we'd call fun. You know, like, they're kind of real serious, if you mm -hmm. think about it. But these TV shows, they have a really good balance of being serious, telling a good story, but being really super fun. Kind of like The Avengers. That's a really fun movie. And I really thought that this crossover did, it, did a very good job of, 
of telling each story that it needed to in the you know respective shows, but then also having a lot of fun. And I can only hope that Justice League, which is coming out next year, is going to be as fun as that. Now, are you excited for Justice League? Yeah, won't that have um, like Wonder Woman in it and Aquaman? In Correct. Justice League is going to have Aquaman. It's going to have Batman, Superman. It's going to have uh, the Flash, the, the movie version of Flash. So, uh, and you've seen the trailer for that, remember? Uh, where Batman tries to talk about Aquaman, and Aquaman grabs and throws him against the, uh, oh, the yeah. wall. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman. It was kind of a funny trailer. Mm-hmm. It was kind of to be more light. And, uh, you know, we've been burned on trailers before, so we can hope that that will be good. But I really wanted to say I really enjoyed it. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, I think you're really going to enjoy it. And the mid-season finales for Flash and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow do happen this week. Supergirl already happened. But it, you don't have to watch Supergirl to get started on this. But uh, two thumbs up for that. I thought it was really good. Now, uh, typically, um, I don't really talk too much about video game news. But this is something that is very important. Now, before we get into... Because we just watched this. Before mm-hmm. we get into that, I kind of want to give my review of uh, Return to Arkham. So, remastered games are kind of a common thing that have been happening. Uh, the Last of Us got remastered. Oh. Tomb Raider got remastered. Uncharted. Uncharted got remastered. And, you know, I don't like the double dip. You, do you know what double dipping is? Mm-hmm. Oh, you... yeah, when you bite something, then put it back in the bowl, and then you eat it again. Okay, Think of it, think of it money-wise. What would you think double dipping would be? Oh, Talk. buying a game and then playing it and then rebuying it. So it's better. Close. It's essentially you already you bought the game once for the respective system, but they did a remaster of it to give it better graphics or so whatever. You so you buy, so you buy it again. So now I have two copies of The Last of Us and two copies of like all the Uncharted. Right? Uh, right, Uncharted one and two, no, yeah, one, yeah, one, two, and three, all three of those around there because Uncharted four was coming to PS4. So Return to Arkham is the uh, version of Arkham, uh, Arkham City, and Arkham Asylum. Now you were there when I was playing those games. Yeah. What did you think? You know, graphically, I mean, obviously it looks a lot better. It does. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you were watching me play those games? Well, like, it was fun to watch you because you play Batman all the time, and even though you're playing it again, it's still fun to watch you, especially when you beat people up. It's funny. And then when you use the grappling hook on the remote control battery and knock people out, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you. The, your first comment was, wow, Joker looks really, really good. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, now there, some some of the guys out there were wondering in regards to picking up if uh, picking up this game if they should, and I highly highly recommend doing it. Now, uh, there's kind of some controversy here. The controversy is is that um, the graphics look worse on the remaster than they do on the original PS3. Now, I do have to admit that I kind of thought that myself. When you look at the screenshots of the game. Or you watch some of the gameplay video, the graphics do look worse than they do really? than the original system. Yeah, and typically that's not supposed to be the case on a remaster. I mean, The Last of Us 
Don't you say the whole game looks better on PS4 than it PS3? Did. And then same as Uncharted and, and mm-hmm. Tomb Raider and all that stuff. But this game, you're like, okay, it's a remaster. It should be looking better. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. But I have to say, when you're playing the game, the screenshots and the gameplay videos do no justice. There's so many changes, and it looked very good. Number one, um, there's this thing called Unreal Engine 3, which is how they made the game. Well, there's a new one called Unreal Engine 4. So essentially, it's not just the remaster, but it's a remake. And there's various scenes that look a little bit different. Like, for example, positioning of characters. You can tell if you play these games long enough uh, like oh, how it's different. Like for Arkham Asylum, there's little changes like there's rain that's been added. Thunderstorms, which was really cool. Uh, the character models look really good. But Arkham City is really where the big chunk of the remaster looked better. They try to make it as close to Arkham Knight as possible. Because Arkham Knight obviously looks the best of the series because it it's on PS4. And I just started playing that this morning because I just finished Return to Arkham. So don't listen to what anybody says in regards to uh, the graphics suck because I'm telling you that from the from the you know screenshots, from the gameplay videos, don't look at that. Trust me. Once you're playing it, you'll see all the detail and it's fantastic. Now, you know... Nothing has changed. Everything, there's no new added content. The only thing new is that if you have an Xbox, you can now play as the Joker in Arkham Asylum, which was yeah, which was a PS exclusive, PS3 exclusive. Um, that's for the challenge maps, not like the actual main game. So that's what the difference is. So you get all the content that you would get uh, through the game game of the year editions. So. That's what's going on there. So I highly recommend it. Check it out. And let's get into the news that literally you and I, we were we were getting the room ready to record. And then a video hit. Yes. Okay. So Ar- Batman Arkham City is my favorite game of all time. Okay. But there's one game that you and I absolutely love. This is my second favorite game of all time. It's called The Last of Us. Yes. Now, you love The Last of Us. I do. We play, me and Kaylee play The Last of Us in the house all the time. Like, we dress up as zombie people and with our Nerf guns and shoot things. Yes. Now, now, The Last of Us isn't a typical zombie game. Now, yeah. like zombie games, Resident Evil, that stuff, it's, it's really... Like really zombies. It really zombies, yeah, really game. action-paced. But The Last of Us is all about story. Yeah. Like, yeah. you take your time getting to know these two characters Joel and Ellie and now Ellie she's she's basically she's a teenager basically your age 14 and the in the story she is immune to uh, this virus it's kind of like it's not really zombies there's actually a real life infection that makes animals go insane but it doesn't affect people but they in this version of the game this virus makes people go almost zombie-like. And then they actually get more disgusting as you go. But Ellie is my favorite video game character of all video games. Um, she also swears more than any person yeah, I know. Yeah, it's funny when she swears. Like when she when Joel does something really bad and then she just yells at him. She's like, what? Obviously you can't swear. Well, yeah. yeah. That's why I said what? Right. Uh, Ellie is great. She is... She's fantastic. You're dealing with Joel, who is very... 
He's gone through a lot of stuff. If you never played the game, I don't want to spoil it for you. But those of you who have, the first 15 minutes of this game are extremely heart-wrenching. I mean, first time we played the it... The first time you played it, I cried. We... Yeah, you cried. I was in shock. Your mom sat there like... She was speechless. Very shocking game. Um, this is a game that we love to play over and over again. Even though we know what's going to yeah, happen. It doesn't even get boring. It just gets more... It, it's it's a very it's a very emotional game so when this game ends the game ends I mean their story is yeah. over so there's always been rumors of the last of us 2 that was gonna come out now I always thought there would be a last of us 2 but now with Ellie in it well now with Ellie and Joel your main characters because their story is done I thought it would be about different people however Video came out today. We got the PlayStation conference. Everybody was wondering what's going on. Are we getting a Last of Us 2? There's a video that played Girl with Tattoos now. And it was Ellie. And you and I, we literally just... By the way, how did you know when I started playing the video it was the Last of Us 2? Because all you saw was a forest. Because on the stop sign there was a firefly symbol. That didn't happen though until like like a minute into the video well i knew it was the last of us because that's how it looked in the video game it was mainly forest that's how the whole game mm. was pretty much okay and Let's... i know when i see the last of us huh okay because you're a pro all right yeah. all right fair enough so uh ellie obviously is is older now and i'm really curious how this plays out because for those of you who played this game, the, the story, it's over. I really have no idea how there's going to be a part two, but the name of the game is called The Last of Us uh, part, part Two, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for this game. I don't think I've been this excited for a game. I honestly think I'm more excited for this game than I was for Batman Arkham Knight. Mm -hmm. And you are really excited for that game. Oh yeah, uh, extremely excited. Um, so... Man, I, I can't even begin to just get into excitement level. It's just, it's unbelievable. These characters are phenomenal. I mean, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If you're not a gamer, just pull up a YouTube video and watch the movie version of this. You know, where they take all the cutscenes and then they have various gameplays to kind of make sense of it. And, and really, man, you will just fall in love with these characters. It's fascinating. It's, it's an amazing game. So I'm super pumped for The Last of Us 2. Now, of course, I have no idea when the release date's going to be. Man, I wish it was tomorrow. Well, let's put it this way. Do you want them to... We have no idea how long they've been working on this, but do you really want them to rush through the game and then it turns out to be crap? Or would you rather them take their time and it'd be phenomenal? be phenomenal, but if it takes two years, then mm, well, it's too long. It's wait. It's already been over two years since the first game. I mean, right? But now that we know it's getting made, well, we know for sure it's getting made. Typically, when they do an announcement like this, you usually gotta wait a year. So my guess is it'll probably be around this time next year is when we get it. Um, hopefully, all goes well. I mean, they announced this exclusive Spider-Man game, and there's still no release date on that, but I'm excited for it, needless to say. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, in regards to movie news, not a lot going on there. Not a lot. That, to be honest with you, I've kind of been out of it, you know. Uh, 
really after my sister it was just kind of come home do work kind of kind of get life back together and really the things i've been excited about was this big you know mostly tv is all that i've been watching lately so this big crossover was a big deal and then i've been gaming big time so uh i picked up rise of the tomb raider which finally came to ps4 so after i finished that i went to return to arkham and now i'm starting to play uh batman arkham knight again so uh it's so awesome that the last of his two news came out right as we're about ready to record so on, on a scale of one to ten what's your excitement level for last of us two 30 30 i think that's fair enough so all right well that's going to be it for news so let's go ahead and get into our, our review of encino man recently two high school students unearthed a prehistoric man in their own backyard ah! their story is completely true The beverage? What are you doing, Mrs. Stoney? We figure with a little juice. No, we think the juice. No, we think the juice. Hollywood Pictures presents Encino Man. He's a million years old. Milk does the body good, huh? Great hair. And living proof that evolution is not an exact science. Get down the fresh nugs. Squeeze in the juice. Buddy, you got him talking like you now. <laughs> All right, guys, so let's talk about some Encino Man. So, uh, funny enough, uh, I just told my daughter how old this movie was, and what did you say? I said it's been that long. How many years has it been? 24. <laughs> when you were watching the movie... Did you think you were watching a movie that was 24 years old? No. No? Okay. Like three. Okay, let's give a little history to the STL Nation out there. Okay, so you and I, we love to watch movies, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, which is, all right, here's what's really cool. You know, with my dad, the mu we, never, we never really listened to music together. And if he ever did listen to music, it was really crappy, you know? Uh, movies. He used to watch black and white movies, things like that. What I what I really love about me and you is that you love the music that I do, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, you also get me into, you know, new bands and things like that. But there's a lot of stuff where you're like, Dad, this song's awesome. And you you really dig a lot of the stuff that I do. And especially when it comes to movies, you really enjoy, you know, if I tell you you're going to like this movie, how many times have I been wrong? When I say that, you know, you're really going to enjoy this movie and you walk out and it really sucked. Like two. Okay. And what were those two movies? You don't remember? But let's put it this way. It's been a lot where there's been a lot of movies. Now, a lot of your favorite movies, you probably don't even realize how old they really are. Okay, let's kind of go down the list here. Now, obviously, I think your favorite favorite comedy of all time is Dumb and Dumber. Obviously. Obviously. Tic-tac, sir? Tic-tac, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, if you guys have seen that movie, you'll, you'll, you, you know the inside joke there. Um... We's in the ju- Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you were right. saying that all night yesterday when we were at Walmart. <laughs> yes, I was. Um, so, okay, let's let's kind of go down the list. Karate Kid. You dig the Karate Kid. It's yeah. my favorite movie of all time. Heavenly Kid. You, oh, I love that movie. You really love the Heavenly Kid. It's a really funny movie, too, even though it's supposed to be, like, a connection-ish, like, sad-ish kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But especially in the middle of the movie in the restaurant, that was funny. Oh yeah, um, it, like Mean Girls, which Jameson loves. Oh, I love that movie. You, you love that movie. Uh, you dig some Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. And and that movie's from the eighties, which which a lot of the a lot of your favorite movies are movies that I grew up with. They're yeah. from the eighties, and that tells you how good they are when you're watching them and you don't even realize it. I mean, when you watch DT. You didn't realize, you thought it just came out, like, what, a year or two ago, right? Yeah. You didn't, that, that's a good movie. That, a movie that can stand the test of time and you watch it is something that you're like, wow. Like, I could never do that with my dad. My dad would have these older movies and I couldn't connect with them, you know. And it's cool that you can connect with the movies that I grew up with, you know. Now, in regards to Batman movies, who's your Batman? Batman movies? Yeah, like, t- for you, who who is your Batman? So when you grow up, you know, who is your, 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 ba- Christian Bale, right? Yeah, that's who I was thinking Right, about. but yeah. the Dark Knight trilogy, though, yeah. that's the, those are the movies that yeah, you love to watch. Yeah, that's the Batman I grew up with. And, you know, like, if I throw on Batman Returns or something like that, you really are like, I don't really know what this Batman is, because yeah. that's the Batman that I grew up with, but I love the Nolan movies. So, it's... You know, you just like Henry Cavill is your Superman because that's the Superman yeah. you're growing up on. I grew up with Christopher Reeve, you know, uh, but it's cool that you can experience these movies with me. And especially if I tell you you're really going to enjoy it, like Camp Nowhere, you really... That la- was funny. You, you really... I was dying laughing the whole time. Yeah. It was really funny. And a couple months ago, I think it was in June, Ferris Bueller's Day Off came to the theater. Oh, yeah. We... So we went, right, and we laughed at parts that we didn't laugh before. We thought we'd never laughed harder in. Because the part where she kicks him in the face, we've never laughed No, that no, much we before. always laugh at that. Right, but we've never laughed that much before. Right. We laughed a it, lot It was harder. mostly like stuff that uh, Rooney would say in the office. There was just something about it, being on the big screen. It was just like, it was just fantastic how how awesome it was. To see it on the big screen, it just made it that much, that much funny. I mean, of course, the people in the theater were kind of—I don't know—they weren't really laughing too much, which was kind of a bummer. But uh, and then we were in the way back, just dying laughing. Yeah, 
now the turtle movies uh you you um, watch the ones that I grew up with, and like, you really enjoy the those. Old turtles the and old turtles, the Casey Jones, and right? The... Like Secret of the Ooze, Ninja yeah, Rat, all that good stuff. You enjoy those mm-hmm. uh, very much. Now, you but you like the new turtles more than the old movies. Is that right? Like they're kind of tied because I love the turtles in general, even if it's cartoon or not. But both of the turtles are pretty much tied. Okay, fair enough. Um, now. Uh, so, needless to say, when I threw on Encino Man, you know, I said, uh, I want you to watch this movie and, and kind of give me your, your thoughts. And you were laughing a lot watching this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, and you took some notes, and I thought it'd be really cool to get your perspective coming from somebody who's never seen the movie, not knowing how old the movie is. And funny enough, I watched this movie when I was... I was 13 years old, and how old are you? I'm 14. You're 14. So it's cool that we're, you know, I'm going to give you my perspective from when I was a kid and then also watching it as an adult, how I feel about it now. But then I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it coming from your perspective, being this old of a movie. I think it'll be really fun. So let's kind of get into it here. So this movie, as we mentioned before, came out in 1992 now. This movie stars Brendan Fraser. Now, Brendan Fraser is a, a person that I really enjoy. You've seen him in a few movies. You watched him in Airheads, right? Yep. Because you love Adam Sandler movies. Oh, yeah. He's where, one of my favorite actors of all time. Where? Yeah. Which he's not a very great actor, but he he makes funny he makes funny movies. He makes funny movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. He's kind of a guilty pleasure because his yeah. movies are getting worse as as he makes them. But yeah. Yeah. Um. But. Airheads was a movie that Brendan Fraser was, was yeah, in. Yeah, it was really funny. You've seen him in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mummy movies, you've yep. seen him in those. Uh, you've seen him in this. Um, and now, now Sean Austin, you know him from Goonies. Yep. Saw him in Goonies. Uh, a couple different movies, but you know he's uh, he's an older teenager in this one. Now, Polly Shore, you've never seen this guy before. Nope. No idea who he was, and you kind of connected with him pretty fast. Am I right? Yes. Okay. Now, uh, I got some things to say about Polly Shore, but essentially this movie revolves around uh, two geeky teenagers. They live... Do you know why this movie's called Encino Man? Because they live in Encino. Very good. You know, for the longest time, I had no idea. Why the hell is this movie called Encino Man? I had no idea that... Yeah, uh, I caught on to that because they said, we're from Encino. Yeah, we'll You're see. You're in Encino. I wasn't paying attention to that. That's okay. So that, that's my fault. But yeah, it's from Encino, which is in Los Angeles, California. And essentially, these two characters, Brendan Fraser and uh, Sean Austin, the name of their characters uh, is David, uh, which is Sean Austin. And then um, we have Polly Shore, who his real name is Stanley Brown, but they call him Stoney. Essentially, you have one who, who thinks he's a loser, the other guy who's very secure in himself, doesn't really care about yeah. anybody. But they want to be, it's senior year, they want to go out with the bang. And essentially, they discover a caveman living in their backyard that's been frozen, which is which is pretty crazy. And uh, so, let's kind of get into this <sighs> movie. Starting off, one thing that uh, is very convenient with this movie that I just find kind of funny, which I guess I really didn't pay attention to growing up, is that. It's pretty convenient that, you know, we have the the opening scene of Brendan Fraser and his girlfriend. They get trapped in the ice, 
and you know they show you Encino, they show you David's house, and it's kind of funny in regards to some of the things that happen. But in school, they're talking about cavemen. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's what I thought was really funny too. It's funny. It's convenient, mm-hmm. but really. This movie isn't trying to change the world. A lot of people say that the movie sucks or that it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I know. Which, I don't think this movie's a guilty pleasure at all. Uh, I think I think it's very fun. So, when I watched this movie, I watched this with two of my best friends in Chicago. And uh, we would always... I think we would watch this once a week. And there's a thing that David and Stoney do... Uh, whenever they do, you know, he does the weasel sound where they take their fingers and they go together like that. Uh, you know, one does, they, they kind of like spirit fingers for Bring It On, which that's another movie you love. Yeah, Bring it on. yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> spirit fingers. Now that's a guilty pleasure, but yeah. it's a good time. Mannequin, you love Mannequin. Oh, I love Mannequin. You love Mannequin. Let's yeah. see. Uh, let's see some of the movies we bought. Let's see. Oh, man, some new ones we got. My science project, Howard the Duck. You freaking love oh, Howard I the Duck. I love Howard the Duck. Heck yeah. It's funny as ever. Yeah. Now, uh, most people, they absolutely hate Howard the Duck. Oh, they well, think like it's a Taylor Swift of... said, the haters going to hate, hate, hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. All right. But anyways, me and my friends, we, you know, that's something that we would always do is the stony thing. Now, kind of talking about Polly Shore, I always thought something was off with the guy because I didn't think, okay, I didn't think he was gay. Because yeah. he liked girls, mm-hmm. but I thought he dressed weird, and he had cool, yeah. you know he had crazy hair. He dressed really different from David. Yeah, but you know, looking at it now, he I can look at him in a different perspective. Number one, he's funny, but he's also a guy who's very secure in himself. He doesn't care what anybody thinks of him, and I think that's something that brings a good message in 2016 is individuality. Because a lot of people, they uh, it's hard for them to be themselves. Yeah, especially with all the bullies. Yeah. Now, for you, um, you, you know, this is the year you got diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Yeah. How's that been for you? It's been getting better now that I'm more familiar with it. It's getting a lot more better for me to, like, control everything. It's been... Like, my life has been a lot more calmer now that I know exactly what I'm doing. So, But when you first got it, you weren't really sure uh, how it was going to change your life. And uh, you were really worried about your friends and all that good stuff. But you eventually learned, you know, it's it's not something that defies me. It's just something that I have to deal with. And I'm... It doesn't change who you are as a person, you know. And for some other people, that really could, it could really affect them negatively. You know, especially at your age, you know, you're just becoming a teenager. You know, you're going through crazy school. um, And I think, you know, you did a really good job of not letting it, you know, change who you are as a person. So I think Stoney is definitely a, a really good example of somebody who... He's very confident himself. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. He doesn't want to please other people. But David, though, David would be somebody completely different. Yeah, he's more of the person, like, to become popular even though he knows he's not. Right. Like, he's more of trying to 
have everybody think that he's one person when he's really not. He's actually the opposite of ever, what everybody thinks of him. So what do you mean he's opposite? Like, are you saying like he portrays himself to be like a jerk off or what? No, he's trying to push himself to something that he knows he can't accomplish right away. Like he's trying to become popular before the year ends and the year's almost over. Like you can't do it in a little bit of time. You have to work your way up to that. Yeah. And it's not all about popularity. It's about on how, like on how your real friends treat you. And as long as you have a real friend there, that's all that matters. You don't have to have the whole school like you. Right. Like he's just trying to make the whole school like him and get, um, yeah, he's not like somebody that would be mean to everybody, but he just wants people to like. To like him. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with wanting people to like you. I mean, there's nothing that you, there's no way you can please everybody. Yeah. You know, this is something that I, I talk to you about all the time where this really affected you, I think it was, what, last was year? sixth grade. Where you wanted to please everybody. And, and once one person didn't like me, I got really mad. Really upset. You know, yeah. you would cry about it. But I had to tell you that there's there's no way everybody is going to like you. Somebody, you'll, you'll always come across somebody who doesn't like you for whatever apparent reason. Okay? You know, it could be just the way you look or whatever. It could be jealousy. The thing you have to realize is you got to be yourself. You got to be kind and respectful to people. And... If somebody is mean to you or whatever, sometimes you just, you know, as you say with Taylor Swift, you got to shake it off. And, you know, you know who your real friends are. They're going to accept you for who you are. And Stoney definitely accepts David for who he is. But unfortunately, yeah. David doesn't realize this. Now, this movie isn't deep in regards to it's not trying to change the world. It's not trying to make you yeah. see all these things. But it's something that, you know... When you kind of look at it from from an outside perspective, that's kind of really the the story is about David and Stony and their relationship, and they really they don't really fight too much. They really are two peas in a pod. But unfortunately, one of them really knows who he is, and the other one doesn't. And he's trying to help him be like, dude, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It only matters what you think of yourself. And that's where Link comes in. And really changes things up. So yeah. kind of going back a little bit here. So we have Brendan Fraser. Now, Brendan Fraser is somebody who I absolutely really enjoy. Um, he's kind of gone downhill a little bit, you know, as time has gone on. But one thing, uh, what was it you were saying about him last night when you were watching it for the second time about him acting in this movie? Wait, who? The uh, Link. Link? Yeah. Oh, like... I said that I wonder how hard it was for him to not talk to the whole movie because like he doesn't really say anything he just like says little tiny words he doesn't really speak a full sentence so I wonder how hard it was for him to not talk the whole movie well that's a little part right so how do you think he did because think about it the only way that he's gonna get his message across is his body language how he reacts to stuff so do you think he did a really good job of portraying a caveman? And because he doesn't have the ability to say a whole lot, what kind of what did you think of him as a character? Oh, it was amazing. Because if either David or Stony was him, it probably wouldn't have worked out as well as he played it. Right. Like I don't think there's anybody better that they could have gotten for him. Yeah. Yeah, he was really good in this movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed 
I really enjoyed uh, Brendan Fraser. Now, um, you know, kind of starting off a little bit here, uh, we got some notes here to talk about kind of going through the movie. Now, uh, what I really dig is we have the earthquake and that <laughs> and, and that icy falls on his uh, on his sheets. Now, yeah. I've always thought this was disgusting, but what is the, <laughs> what does he do? He just sits up in it. <laughs> He just, he just, like, puts a head over the covers, and then the icy just falls on him. Yeah, and then he takes a drink of it. it it's just, like, <laughs> ugh, so gross, man. And so they're making... Especially since it's been sitting there all night. Yeah, and so they're making this big pool. Now, do you remember why he wants to to make this pool? I... No. Okay, so part of his plan to be popular... Is to have the biggest party. Oh yeah, of have the everybody year. over like after prom right. and have everybody right. over. And right, it, and to have a pool, which by the way, the way he's making the pool doesn't look very cool. Uh-uh. It's definitely a pool <laughs> that I would not want to swim in. No, but, but that's essentially how he finds his caveman. Is you know he's buried under the pool, and because don't they find like this like ice bowl thing? Here? Yeah, they they he does. Okay, so he's digging. Stoney's trying to tell him, hey, chill out, man. You don't have to be popular. Maybe if you want to jump off a building, you can go on the front page <laughs> of the, uh, you know. Stoney is that kind of guy. He's more like the sarcastic kind of guy. Right. That's what makes him so funny. That's why I love him in this movie. He's, like, really sarcastic. Chill out, David. So <laughs> if I'm if I'm wheezing off your grindage, just chill. Because if I had the whole Brady Bunch thing happen in my pad... I go grind over there, so don't snatch my gig so hardcore, Cruster. Oh, my goodness. When that scene came on, all I heard my dad say was, was that right there? I'm like, really? We's in the juice. We's the juice. (laughs) Two minutes. Two and a half. One minute. One minute. One and a half minutes. Oh, I love those guys. Good times. (laughs) All right, so here's something that, okay, they, they essentially... Uh, I guess I wanted to talk about how they find the caveman. He says, don't tell anybody. And oh, yeah. See, that's what I have written down to. He says, he specifically tells Stoney not to tell anybody. And then the next day at school, he goes and tells Robin. Right. Okay, let's talk about Robin. Okay. I want to get your perspective. What do you think of Robin in this movie? From the beginning, I thought she was more like the popular, like the most popular girl. And like not be the friendliest. But then towards the rest of the movie, I started to like her and get a different perspective on her. Okay. Like, she changed a lot to me. Really? She changed a lot? Yeah. Well, okay. So, David and Robin have history together because they grew up. And David could have always had her, but she was kind of an ugly duckling. And then one summer, she grew up. She got rid of the zits. She, you know, she became a woman. And then now he's in love with her. And now... She has a douchebag boyfriend, and uh, the thing is, is that boy does this girl hop around, man? She goes from douchebag, and then she goes from a kind guy to no, she doesn't go from a kind guy. No, She's got she a... goes to um to Link. Link. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing is, she jumps from she from, from... dude to Link, and then I don't know. The... <sighs> okay, it's weird that. Her and David end up together at the end because you want that. It's a happy ending. Yeah. But it's just like they are so far apart throughout the whole movie. 
It's like how they got together is kind of like, eh, I don't know. It, it just could have, like, to me, the ending could have been a little bit better, like, more of a juicier ending than on how it really was. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I give Robin, I don't know, a scale of one to one to ten, maybe a five. I mean, she's not the the strongest female lead in the world, and it was kind of lame towards the end. But I don't know. She's okay. She's definitely, you know, she's definitely pretty. I can see why he's yeah. into her. Um, now, her best friend, uh, which was Ella. Why do you like Ella so much? Because. She was in, but what I find really funny, she was in Prison Break, right? Why are you watching Prison Break? You can't be watching Prison Break. Because I can. <laughs> and what's funny is, she dates Link. And she dates Link in Prison Break. That's what I find funny. What's the deal with her and Lincoln? I don't know. But can I call him Lincoln? Cool. Um, yeah. So, um, the girl who plays a Robin Turney, uh, she's from various movies like Charmed. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's End of Days, which most people hate. But yeah, Prison Break was the last thing that you saw her in. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was funny. That's something that Link will eventually... Uh, he She reminds him of his old girlfriend uh, that got frozen. So that's why he digs her. But yeah. so, so basically, this movie moves really fast. That, th- that's one thing that I noticed going... Rewatching it, which... I don't typically do this, but I watched this movie four times since it's been on Netflix. Typically, I'll just watch yeah. the movie once and that's it. But I have just so much fun watching it. Plus, it's short. Yeah, you, like th- well, watching this movie, like you know, on how most movies like two hours long, this one feels like it's like thirty minutes long because of how fast it goes. Yeah, but it's really longer than it seems. Well, it's an hour and a half, but yeah. the movie literally. Okay, so there's there's all right. We watched Batman v Superman in the theater. Yeah. And then we watched the three hour cut. Yeah. Now, you noticed, and you know, only being 14 years old, you're not a big film reviewer or anything like that, but you noticed that the cutting, like the editing, was very. You could, yeah, you could tell, especially in the movie, like you could tell when something was cut out. Right. Like you, you said, well, man, did that just jump to something? And, you know, then when you watched the three hour cut, you were like, that was so much better because even though it was yeah, three hours. it made more sense. Right. Like, it didn't feel like three hours. It felt like the actual movie. Right, exactly. It, it, it flowed so much better. And the thing with this movie is is that there's, there's quick cuts that happen. Like, literally, there'll be, like, one thing, another thing happens, another thing happens, another thing happens. But it flows so good, and that's kind of yeah. the difference. It's edited very well, and it moves very fast. You know, like mm-hmm. one minute they'll be at school, and then the next minute they're they're doing this, and it's like I don't know. Everything transitions to the next yeah. scene very well, and that's one thing that I I noticed big time rewatching it now as an adult, which I really didn't give a crap about. You know, when I was thirteen watching yeah. it, I just like I just had so much fun with it. But when you're trying to look at it maybe from a critical standpoint. And that's not a bad thing. I think they did a really good job with that of how fast this movie flows. And it flows very well. And it almost feels like there were some scenes that maybe were cut. But whatever they cut out wasn't wasn't stuff that affected the story in a negative way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, know what I'm saying? <laughs> Eyebrows. Uh, okay. So let's talk about the school. How it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Now the teacher... That's talking about Cro-Magnon Man. Do you know other movies he's from? 
No. Okay. Have you ever... You've seen Gremlins 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you remember what part he played in Gremlins 2? No. He's the one that gets... Uh, he opens the box and the crazy one bites his nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gremlins. Favorite Christmas movie of all time. So, yeah. What's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Um, Isn't it Home Alone? Yeah. Okay, then. Why didn't you say that? Because I was thinking... Which one? Home you shouldn't Alone have or Gremlins. Because Gremlins is like a horror movie and it's oh. also a Christmas movie. We're, we're demented in the head, right? That's why we love Gremlins yeah. so much. That's okay. Um, so, yeah. He was in Gremlins, too. He's also in another movie called The Burbs, which you haven't, I don't think, had a chance to watch it. as Corey Feldman in there. Uh, Tom Hanks. It's the one with the crazy neighbors live next door. It's a movie I'll be Isn't doing next. Is Corey Feldman in Silver Bullet? That movie? No, that's Corey or- Haim. Oh. Corey Feldman's in License to Drive. He's, oh, he's him, the, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's in The Burbs. But he's he's one of the guys that's in The Burbs. Uh, he's real funny, but I just love how they're talking about Cro-Magna Man and then freaking it's about a cave movie. But it's all good. You know, it's basically just, uh, I don't know, it, it's just to kind of give you a quick recap of how cavemen actually work, kind of mm-hmm. speed you up on, uh, on how it would go. So let's talk about... The the actual first time we see Link, okay? Mm-hmm. So they 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 basically they find Link, they put him into a garage so they could thaw him yeah. out, right? Uh, first they find the bull, and he goes, "This is Mysterio bull." I forgot what he <laughs> says. He goes, "Really?" He goes, "What's that?" You know? And of course, Stony knows what it's all about. And so they find him. They said, "Okay, we're gonna go to school. We're gonna let him thaw out." And he thaws out. And we have some good times here with Brendan Fraser when he comes mm-hmm. out. Number one, he's dirty as all can be, right? Yeah. Kind of disgusting. But I really like his movement. You know, he does – his whole thing is body language. You know, he, yeah. he has to express himself because he doesn't know how to talk yet. He's got to express hate, anger, fear, all that good stuff. And I think he did a really good job. It was funny, like, when he came out of the garage on how there was a rake there. <laughs> and like in Tom and Jerry, when Tom always stepped on the rake and hit him in the face, that's exactly what he did. He stepped on the rake and then it hit him in the head really hard and then he fell to the ground. <laughs> uh, what do you think about the dog? The- it was funny because then the dog was in his face and I just pushed the dog away. Yeah. Got the dog all dirty. Yeah. I, 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 I thought that was, I don't know. I always get a kick out of that, especially the rake, even though I know it's coming. Always cracks me up yeah. every time I see it. Now, of course... There was a thing called MTV that stands for music television. Yeah. It's not Teen Wolf television, you know? No. Yeah. See, MTV, when I was your age, was actually playing music videos. There oh. was no such thing as TV shows. Oh. Well, MTV for me is ridiculousness and Teen Wolf. That's what it's all about. Very good. Uh, I think they should change their name. I really do. But, you know, Teen Wolf's ending, so who knows what no. they're it is. It's the final season, I know, yo. I know. Shh. I don't want you to say that. Well, the truth hurts, yo. Um. Well, that's why we have all the DVDs, yo. It's all good in the hood. So. Yeah, we need to buy the other DVDs, though. But anyways. I can't live without Teen Wolf. I know. A- MTV. Okay, let's get back on point here. Okay. <laughs> we get distracted a lot. <laughs> yes, we do. All right. So MTV. Actually, a music video. So he hits the remote. First thing that comes up is good old Arnold. Do you remember what movie this is? No. You've never seen The Terminator? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, yeah. 
I'll be back. I forgot what movie yeah. it was. Yeah, I'll be back, which of course explains why he says it later. Yeah. Uh, but he sees that I'll be back. That's the first bit of English that the guy hears. And then he gets a music video. Now, this is kind of where he learns how to do his dance for yeah. later on in the movie. Now, okay, there's something that oh, I... that's where he learns it from. I I really hate this in teen movies. Do you know what a teen movie is? Like a spoof movie? Okay, no, no, not another teen oh. movie. <laughs> so teen movies are like, uh, she's all that, 10 oh, Things yeah, I Hate I About lo- You. <gasps> I love yeah, those movies. Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie, yeah. too. They're all, they take place in high school usually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But typically, there's always some stupid dance number that everybody just happens to know how to do mm-hmm. the damn move. And you're like, seriously, that makes no sense. At least with She's All That, they said, okay, do the moves I taught you, you know. Uh, thank God 10 Things I Hate About You didn't have that. But I was kind of okay with it when they had the dance at the at the school dance because it's the dance he learned from here. And really, he's the only one doing it. And then the other dance seemed that... Uh, there's only a few people doing it, so I was I was okay with this school dance. Typically, that it just annoys the hell out of me whenever they have stupid. Yeah, because like everybody jumps in at once, not like one little section at a time. Right, like thirteen going on thirty. Love that movie. <gasps> I love that movie yeah, when they guilty. do the thriller part. Yeah, like it, and then people just come on in when they know. Yeah, because everybody's seen the thriller. Right, video. exactly. I mean that that was a cool school dance because exactly. Everybody's seen the Thriller video and everybody... Well, technically it wasn't a school dance. Technically it was a promotion dance. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've seen that movie a lot. Yes, you have. It's a good movie, though. I know. It is. It's it's a chick flick for guy. I definitely definitely say that. But, so, so he sees MTV and then he he finds all these different things and that's when David and Stoney find them. And, uh, you really... I love when he goes in the garage and then there's a big pile of water and then Stoney goes... It's okay, bro. I'll buy you some ho hos. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part when he just says, he goes, I'll go buy you some ho hos. Right, because it's got to make up for the fact that we don't have a stone man. Or yeah. Because yes. all that there is is just a big puddle of water. And he thinks he melted, right? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty terrible. But then they hear, um, uh, they hear the alarm because he's trying to do fire. And oh, no, what makes him go in the house? Um, I forgot. Because they hear a crash. Yeah, they hear a crash, makes them go in there, and they see all the uh, the caveman symbols around. Yeah, because then they saw um, handprints on the door, and, right. then, and then they heard the fire, and then they went in the house. Right, which is very fun. Because it happens at the end. Exactly. And uh, I really dig this scene because the one thing that you brought up when you saw it is, how do you get the mask on so fast? Remember, the, uh, it was Stony. When he gets all angry and he puts the the catcher mask on, oh, and you're like, yeah, how do you, how do you yeah. get that so fast? I wonder how, it, cause like it wasn't even sitting there, right? And then he just all of a sudden, next thing, just like goes like that and just pulls it down, right? But it was very funny. My name is Dave, and then this is Stony. He doesn't even know what a room is, but you gotta love the the lighter sequence, cause I just love Brendan Fraser's face, cause he's, he's like, like, no, he oh. no, he gets all mad all of a sudden and he just goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, you said that really weird. It's, it's like, like oh, it, that's exactly what happens when the fire goes out. Oh, you know, and he goes, oh, yeah, just the stuff he he no, says. No, is no, when the fire, like when the letter goes out, he just goes, oh, and then as soon as it goes, like, oh, yeah, he's funny. So, I told you. Now, one thing that I love Stony does is the weasel sound. Oh yeah, I'm a weasel. I can't. I don't, he does it with his tongue. You take Spanish. Do you know how to how to do that that sound he I does don't with think a sp- Spanish? You used to take Spanish. Oh, yeah, in elementary school, four years ago. Well, 
You need to get back on that somehow. Come on, yo. No. We got dead silence. Yeah. You should never have dead silence on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. But anyways, um, you um, you got to roll your tongue when you do Spanish. So do you think that's how he made the weasel sound? Because I always want to know how he did that. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's pretty good. All right. So I love it when he does that. It's always funny. And so they decide, which I really enjoy, is to give him a bath. It's kind of funny. I scene. love what he like when they try and take him into the bath. Oh no, wait, that's later that he does the follow the weasel. No, no, he says follow. No, he doesn't because he's dressed. Yeah. Um. No, you're right. Follow the weasel. It's uh basically yeah they they give him right that's follow my, the weasel is yeah. when the parents come home. Yeah, that's my right. favorite part when they give him a bath, and then like. They'd go- no, that's not your favorite part. The favorite well, it's part one is one of my favorite. One scenes. of your favorite. Yeah. There you go. All they right. Open the cabinet, and there's all these queen supplies. They're like, they look at each other like, eh, and they just grab all of it and they start pouring it all into the bathtub. Right, and it's really gross, really disgusting. And then as soon as it gets out, all that there is in the tub is now. Pitch what do you think of that song that plays during this montage? What? I'm I'm too sexy. So, oh, I'm no. too sexy for yeah. myself. I don't, I don't know. like that. I've part. O- I've always hated that song. Mm. Song's redonkulous, but uh, you don't like it either, right? Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you dig that. So, parents come home. So let's talk about the parents. So, the dad. The dad is awesome because what movie is the dad from? License to Drive. And we literally just watched that like two weeks ago. Now, yeah. I mean, you've seen that movie plenty of times. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, and that's another classic movie. Like you love some Silver Bullet. That's from so, the '80s. I still am scared. You're still scared yeah. of Silver Bullet? Heck yeah, that's the best werewolf movie hey, ever, isn't it? I actually, on a whim to myself, I've never actually seen the full last scene, especially when I sit right here, because when, when I was little and it was dark out, I had to sit in front of this big window, and I was always just sitting like this, like sitting as far away from the window as I could. I was afraid that the werewolf was going to walk past and just jump out and eat me. Well, <laughs> still to this day, when I, when I was... I don't know, I was a little bit younger than you. I watched The NeverEnding Story for the first time. I love it. I'm still scared of the morgue. I, the, can't, the morgue. I can't sit down and just watch the morgue scene. I have to cover up my face. I know. I, can't see I, I always ran to my room for the morgue scene, just be, and I never watched it with my eyes open. It was always like I peek with one eye. Man. Like squinting. It, it, my favorite character in NeverEnding Story has to be Falcor. I've always, when I was little, I always dreamed of having Falcor as my pet and just be able to ride him. Oh, man. Falcor's all. What's wrong with you? Well, your mom said something to me the other day about Falcor. Freak! I got real mad at her about it. She's like, she's like, I don't know, Falcor kind of sounds like a molester. And, what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. It, he sounds like he wants to take little kids, and you know, I mean, you know what that is. So. Yeah, he does sound like he wants to take little kids, but in, but he feels. But he's he's a good yeah, guy. I yeah, mean, it's the like, '80s. He's you one could, of the good guys. Right, it's the '80s. You could totally get away with saying stuff like that. Nobody. Nobody took it the wrong way back then. Nowadays, now, now, yeah. the, now in the right. 20th century, everybody's yeah. like, that's racist. You're being gay. Yeah. That's all I hear at schools. That's racist. You're racist. Oh, Stop I, being gay. Everybody is so, like, sensitive. I'm telling you, it drives me crazy. All right, so parents come home. And I love David. He decides that the he, kitchen's already jacked up. Yeah, so. and then he tries to get something. And then the mom comes up, what happened to my kitchen? And he goes, just trying to make some dinner. Busted. The little sister, man. I love the little sister. That's me and Kayla. We're like, 
bust, yeah. dude. And that's when Stoney says, follow the weasel, follow the weasel. Follow the weasel. And then he does a little thing, and then he just... Yeah. So, of course, he's got to try to convince the parents to keep, uh, to keep Link in the house. Now, do you remember how Link got his name? Because they were naming him, and then... Um, but how did they come up with the name? Do you remember? I don't remember. We got the missing link sitting. Oh in, yeah, that's yeah. right. We got the missing link sitting right in front of us, and I said, "There we go. Let's call him Link." Yeah, there you go. So, but is it okay if I call him Linkovich though? Because you know, I really cool. Like so the parent, the dad's really cool. They're really gullible. They kind of have to be. You know, it's okay. Uh, but I love that Link man. But the way that he gets to stay is phenomenal. Why? Because he's like, really, mom, you. Because oh. David says, Mom, you really, really? I told you we're having an extension here. Oh. Now you're going to take it back? You're going to take it back? I don't ever forget things. Remember that one time in um, when I was sitting down in third grade when I was sitting at the play and you forgot me? Yeah. I know. <laughs> he, he guilt trips them. And he's like, he could stay in my room, you know? So I thought that was, it was but really what funny. what I loved is when um, David said, just listen, just go in the back. Ring the doorbell three times. And all Link does is go ding, 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 ding. All he does is just keep ringing the doorbell. And I love it when he walks in and he's still ringing and he grabs the dad's glasses. That's I what know. I like. He's like. Yeah, it's fantastic. Good times. All right. So we've established now that Link gets to stay at the house. That's where he's going to be. So first day of high school, they take Link. Oh, now, yeah. what's the scene you absolutely love? Uh, when Link gets to high school for the first time, what does he do that you just can't stop laughing at? When he goes into the hallway, and then there's this guy just going into his locker, and he just closes the locker in his face, <laughs> and then he goes and dances with the other crew. <laughs> I thought it was when he walks in the doorway, and he hits his face oh, off yeah. the glass. yeah! Well, that's, well, that part that I just said was in the second But one. you're right. I know, my first time is when he walks in, and then it looks like there, it looks like there's nothing there, right? And then he just walks in and hits his face on the door. I've done that before. You have? Yeah, I went to school one day, and I was talking to Jalen, and then I walked in and hit my face on a pole. Oh, my God. <laughs> were you wearing your glasses? Yeah. And your glasses were okay? Yeah. All right. Oh, that's all I care about is my glasses. You don't care about my face? Well, your face is fine. Yeah, of course they care about your glasses. I gotta pay for them. You got you got money to buy a new pair of glasses? Yeah, that's what your wallet's for, Dad. Yeah, whatever. All yeah. right, so get it back here. So yeah, I love it. Dude hits his face off the glass. I don't even though I know it's coming, just like in Dumb and Dumber, you know. Uh, no matter how many times I watch that movie, when Tic Tac Tur Tic Tac Sir Tic Tac Sir comes on, and then my other favorite part is when he goes. It's just, and then, and then he opens the suitcase. He goes, what's this? It's just as good as money, sir. <laughs> Those are IOUs. They're just as good as money. <laughs> See that? Corvette. Cool. You might want to hold on to that one. <laughs> and then he goes, and then in the beginning, he's a limo driver. And then he goes, I'm sorry, but my limo driver doesn't know where he's going. And then he goes, want to put it on the shrimp on the barbie. And then she goes, let's not. All right, let, all right this isn't dumb and dumber now. All right. But, Wait, I like I said we get distracted a lot. Uh, it's okay, but even though just like with Dumb and Dumber, I know what's coming. I laugh. I always laugh when he's gonna walk into the glass. I don't know what it is. He's like, "Is your melon okay, dude? You gotta watch for that, man." And uh, now you uh, you dig it when he he sees Ella and he he stands on two hands 
I always over. wondered if he really did that. If that was like stunt double. It's stunt guy. It, that's usually how it works. But my favorite part when he sees Ella is he goes, Gonzagos, and then goes up to him and tries to grab her boobs. Okay, so let's talk about uh, my favorite scene. So they have uh, Stony and Link. They're going to go to Magic Mountain. But before oh, then, yeah. they got to the go. Grocery store. Grocery store. Okay. So the reason I, I love this scene so much is because, number one, <laughs> I love me some burritos. You know, the frozen one. But it's always true. Oh, it's my hot favorite, on the outside. My favorite scene, and this is a totally different part from yours. All sir. right. Well, I'm getting there. Okay. I'm not saying the burrito is my favorite part, but I'm just saying I that. Know, one of your you know, I, I sympathize because I used to eat those burritos all the yeah, time and they're always really they're always cold yeah i know they're always oh, cold they on make the inside me really gassy too well so it's all right it's cold on the inside hot on the outside but i love the two guys how long do i cook it one minute two minutes one, one and, and a half, half minutes i love that guy no and then he goes no first he goes how long do i cook this one minute two minutes make up your melon <laughs> one and a half minutes <laughs> one and a half <laughs> and then when he when he complains about it two minutes I love it. But this is where we get the wheeze and the juice, man. I love the wheeze and the juice. My, one of my favorite scenes is when he goes, when Link picks up a, ban, a banana, and then he says, this is what we call some of the best um, food groups, right? And then he goes, but this is now one of them. And then he throws the banana down. And then he shows him the candy. He goes, dairy group, milk nuts, <laughs> fruit group, sweet. Oh, no, he goes, milk nuts. Better hide these under your pillow so your mommy won't find them. And then he goes, fruit group. Sweet tarts. Keep grabbing more. Yeah, and, and then, Link and sticks goes, it in his mouth. And then he goes, vegetable group? I don't know what kind of candy that was, though. And then he goes, and then know. as soon as the burrito time goes up, he goes, meat, meat group. group. Oh, I love that. Oh, he so says good. meat group in another part. It's really funny. Oh, yeah. When we'll, we get to that, yeah, we'll get to I that must say. <laughs> but, uh, okay, now, did you notice the screw up in this scene? Now, I'm not going to knock it down any points or anything, but the... Okay, so they, they do the wheeze in the juice line. I'm just trying to wheeze the juice. No wheeze in the juice. Uh, so they, they they take the Slurpee in their mouth, and Link does it. It spits it all over himself, and then they have to leave. Did you notice that his shirt was perfectly fine? He didn't have any juice on his shirt. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. If you look back at the scene, he's no, perfectly clean. No, he spit clean. it out, and there was He spit all- it out, but it went all over his shirt when he spit it out. And then when he was leaving to say, I'll be back... His shirt's perfectly oh, clean. Oh, yeah, that. I saw that, too. Yeah. Mm. It's okay. It's I just love when he, like, hell holds his head because he gets a whole bunch. Yeah. He gets a whole bunch of it, and then... Freeze. He gets brain freeze. Yeah, and then he... But what I love is how he doesn't go into the store with sunglasses on, and then he leaves the store, and he <laughs> said, Dad, how does he have sunglasses? He goes, he stole them. Yeah. And, I mean, but, there I, was, but what I love is there was no price tag or anything on it. Right. I mean, he had to have <laughs> stolen because I don't remember him coming in with those. So. No. But yeah, I love the wheeze and the juice is good times. Um, I, and it's, that's this the first scene you saw, and that's what made you want to watch the movie. Yeah. So, uh, excellent. Now, so they go to Magic Mountain. Now, me, I cannot handle roller coasters. It's just no, I I can't even handle a little kid ride at a carnival. You, the only you're crazy. You're crazy. You, I don't know, man. The only roller coaster I went on was with Kaylee at when we went down to the fair. And I we it was really like calm. It was like a little kitty ride. Yeah, I was but, bored. And then as soon as that little very fast turn, it was like and all of a sudden drop and then a really like fast turn. Well, you gotta tell people about the crazy ride that you do 
where you're up in the air and you go super fast and you're stuck to the wall. Oh, um... What's that called? Zero gravity? Yeah, so tell the folks about zero gravity. Okay, so zero gravity is where you're in this big tube with a whole bunch of people around you and you can't move your body. Like, even if you try and pick it up, it sucks you back down. And you're not even strapped in, so it's like <laughs> you're lightly strapped in, it's not even tight, and you have to hold on to these bars, and if you let go of the bars, like... You could fly out, and you go really high, but the funny thing is, I went on a little froggy ride with my sister, and I went up not even 10 feet, and I was screaming, but yeah, I could go up 300 feet, and I wasn't freaking out. I don't out. know. I, I hate it when you do this ride. It just, uh, I'm so glad that that ride is gone, so I don't know. But the roller coaster, you kind of, well, you really dug the, the roller coaster scene. It kind of freaked you out a little bit, but remember, uh, Marshall came over, and he had virtual reality. Which, believe it or not, I'm a gamer, as you guys know, but I can't do virtual reality. I get sick. I get snow. I get nauseous. Mm. But there was a roller coaster thing that you did. Oh, it yeah. freaked you out like nobody's well, business. Well, it's because I didn't know what there was because it went really fast. I felt like I was actually in there like my whole body was turning. And then like this, um, like, you know the mammoth tusks? Yeah. Like one of those. It's kind of like combined of those. It was like that color, but it was like an ice one. And it fell and it broke the thing and then there was another one that flew there and then dragons were flying at my face yeah um so the roller coaster scene was funny and i think paulie shore actually got sick while he was filming that because i mean his face that's it a looked like he was about to throw yeah up. that's a legit throw up face you know um now what i mean by like these scenes it's just like it cuts immediately to like david just waiting there and you find out i don't it's hard to explain unless you're really paying attention, but it's just, I don't... Yeah, because all of a sudden they go from into the water to looking at David. Right. For example, the water scene, that's perfect. Um, there's this scene where he grabs a girl's foot, and it looks like he's going to bite her toes, but, but then the next scene, he's got he's, something in his mouth, so got, it's almost like... No, he's got water in his mouth, and he was spitting it out at... But um, before that, he had a gag in his mouth. So it's almost like he did something to the foot. Stoney said something, but they cut it out. But but it but it works though because it just yeah. Then it yeah. immediately will go to where he's got stuff in his mouth. Yeah. So it's just little cuts like that is is part of my example of like you got to really pay attention, and you'll see cuts like that where it's like you can almost tell like there was additional story there, but they cut it out. But it, it worked. I don't know. Best way I can explain it. Yeah. Um. So after Magic Mountain. You know, David gets mad about it, but that's when we get the dinner. But scene. it was funny because then Stoney made him not mad for a second. He's like, "We're well, doing the what? Is, what? I don't what know what it's called. Ride? That they're doing the vapor in reverse. Oh or yeah, something? they're doing the vapor in reverse, and he goes for real, for real. Yeah, and then like he gets all like happy and all of a sudden, and then a quick second because then um the reason he gets mad again is because Stoney has Link talking just like Stoney, and then he goes, "Oh great, now you got talking like you now, buddy." Oh, Was it legit? Uh, that's I what he said. So, of this, I don't know what it is, but this line has always made me, ever since I heard it, I memorized it, and me and my friend would just say it all the time, you know, when they're at the dinner table. Oh, my God. Are you going to say it again? Do you want me to? Sure. I'm wheezing off your grind and just chill, because if I had the whole Brady, Brady Bunch thing, thing happen at my pad, i go grind over there, so don't snatch don't my gig so hardcore, Cruster. Thank you, Stanley. Speak English, please. Oh, and, 
And then this is where I get to say meat group again. Okay. Because <clears throat> so Link hears a fly. Right. And then he starts chasing it, and they shoot and then, fly. Don't bother me. Shoot fly. Don't. And then um then he goes because my friend Link's gonna catch you, and then he catches it right in front of the dad's face, and then. He looks at it, and then he smells it, and then eats it, and then Sonny goes, meat group. Meat group. All right. Now, one character we haven't talked about yet would be our Matt, our villain of the story, Matt. Now, oh, this guy. All right. Now, Matt is played by uh, a DeLuise brother, Michael DeLuise. Now, his brother was in a show that I loved uh, growing up, 21 Jump Street. Absolutely love that show. Johnny Depp was in it. It's good to... Yeah, with Crybaby, Johnny Depp was in it. And, uh, you know, the movie did a really good job of, of paying homage to that. But uh, he is kind of... What I dig is is the, the bully relationship. It's almost like David isn't afraid of him. Because remember when he goes, I love it when she calls me David. And he grabs him. Hello, David. He goes, you got a date somewhere? He goes, yeah, I got a date with your mom. You don't typically say that to your bully, you know? Yeah. So I like that David, he's... He's afraid of Matt, but not, not showing it. Right, he's not like afraid of him, like you know, karate kid bully style or anything like that. Yeah, he's got a mouth on him, isn't it? And of course, Matt has this thing. What is the thing that he says all the time? Shush. Do you remember? Oh yeah, oh. I can't wait to say that then. Shush. Shush. You know, whenever somebody says something, he just goes shush. You're not gonna start using it out in school, are you? No. Okay, good. Uh, you think whenever something happens at a movie, you think I'm gonna start saying in that school? But bro. you could, you could go about wheezing the juice though, and uh, no, I'm gonna go up to Jim and go, cause she, um, I forget what she does, but she usually plays with, like, she's got juice and stuff. Yeah. Like, cause we have a juice on there, I'm gonna go, hey Jalen, you're wheezing the juice. Wheezing the juice. Yeah. Wheezing the juice, and she's gonna look at you and be like, "What are you talking about?" You're crazy. That one time when we watched um, Where the Millers, and then he said, um. She didn't actually watch that movie, folks. Yeah, with that, the scene. She watched the uh, the edited version on TBS. So before I get any hate mail, just letting you guys know. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what are you looking at, eyebrows? As soon as I, one, day, one day I said that to her, she goes, what are you looking at, eyebrows? She said that to somebody at school oh. one day. Well, because me and my friends, we all pick on each other, like, in a good way. Right, right like, as you should. Yeah, we're all like, what are you looking at? Eyebrows. No, I say, what are you looking at? And then, you know, goes, eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so Matt, basically, he's kind of he's kind of the, the bully, but it really doesn't kick into effect till we get to the rink. This is where, um, okay, they, they have Spanish class where... He learns his two favorite phrases, the, the cheese is old and moldy, and where is the bathroom. But Ella wants um, Stoney to bring Link to the uh, rink tonight. So that way it's kind of like a date. But, you know, and he's he like, goes, am I invited? Then he goes, can, I can we come too? Oh, you smell. He's like, oh. and then senorita, because, you know, the teacher, you know, hit him in the ear because he got in trouble. But anyways, they, they go to the rink. And they invite themselves, and of course, Ella and uh, Robin are there, and so is Matt. So Matt's playing hockey, and Link is drawing his 
famous caveman stuff, and she's all interested into him, saying, "Oh, you know, long because distance relationship." Because when they see that, when in the beginning of the movie, when he sees that poster in David's room, I forgot what her name was. Betty. Oh, Betty, and then um, he, and then she goes, "Who's that? Is that me?" And then she goes, and then he goes, "Betty," and then um, doesn't he say, um, "Betty Gonzaga's"? Yeah. Her last name. Yeah. And then yeah. she goes, "Who's Betty Gonzaga's?" Yeah. Um, but essentially, Matt comes up to the to the um, where he's drawing, and he actually punches it because he doesn't like Link. But yeah. David, of course, is trying to hit on Robin, and there's kind of like a fight. And I really dig this because Matt's like, "Hey, I don't know you, I don't like you, but as of right now, I'm all over you." And he punches him in the face. Yeah. And he only moves just a little bit. The cool thing is is that even though he didn't fight back, that's what made Link popular is that, whoa, the new kid, he took it, you know? So, he, but then what I love is when he goes to school and then the next day um when David goes, how come I can't get the type of popularity? He goes and then Stony says something to him. Well, no. That's the, okay, so Data from the Goonies is in this movie. He's oh, one, yeah. he's one of the computer geeks. So he basically Link is cool all over the place. He's cool in any class he goes into. Everybody digs him. He's a very hey, likable guy. I just guy. realized this. Um, David and um that guy are both from the Goonies. That's what I told you last night, and you're like, yeah, I know that. It's just I did. yeah, you mentioned oh. that. But that's probably why he's in the movie. You know, David got him a job to be in it, but that's why. <laughs> He he gets picked on by the two guys in the hat, the dancers. And then he's like, oh, it's okay. He's like, well, why can't he comfort me like that with Matt? He goes, just give it another million years. That's what Stoney says oh, to him. Yeah. yeah. So Link becomes this popular guy. He loves this video game, Radmobile, which is that's kind of oh, what teaches him goodness. to drive. And let's talk about that scene. So it's <laughs> driver ed. Robin's like, you know. This thing, the teacher is kind of rude to her, tells her to go in the back. No, because she says, I'm sorry, I didn't figure out how to do this. I Parallel parking. Parallel parking. And then he goes, parallel parking is not a thing. No, it's not. <laughs> so Link's like, oh, yeah, I get to do some Ravmobile. Now, this scene, this scene's funny. I mean, obviously, it's a little cheesy because the vehicle goes on two wheels, which. See, this is what I said. I said, can he, how did he really do that? Well, there's very few people that can actually... Can it is possible. Really possible. Yes. I mean, it happened in Knight Rider plenty of times. There was only one guy who knew how to do it. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have to go on a ramp to knock it on two wheels. But there's there's about five or six people, at least when I was growing up, that knew how to do that. So it is possible to drive like that. I mean, obviously, Link and all of them... Uh, it's just special effects. He wasn't actually doing it. Yeah. You know, it's the stunt guy doing it. But yeah, it's totally possible. But it's a fun scene. Um, and it immediately after they're done, they take the car off for a joyride. They end up at a Mexican bar. Now, I love these Mexican dudes. I grew up, oh my God. I, you know, living in the hood of Chicago. All my boys were, were Mexican. So I'm very familiar, uh, you know, yeah, with, the, with the Mexican, Mexican culture. Friends. Yeah. And uh, all, all my homeboys. So the way these guys were talking kind of brought me back. To you know, everybody always called me essay and all that good stuff, and muchacha. Everybody would always say that it was good times. But I love this. I love this part because, you know, we have Stony, and they want to get him drunk. He's like, I'm a weasel, and he does his thing, and the guys immediately think he's cool. 
And I like how when he does like three shots, he's like, wait, do I got to pay for this? I thought that was funny. But there's one sequence where the main Mexican guy, he is, he's, uh, he's drunk. And he's like, you see that girl over there? And then David looks at him and then he goes, don't yeah. you ever look at my yeah. woman. He goes, don't you look at my muchacha. Anybody looks at my woman, he will no longer be recognizable as a man. Now, now, Weasel, you have a good time. And he butts their heads. Now, here's the thing that happened that is unfortunate on Netflix. So, watching this movie, it was on VHS. DVD didn't exist yet. They actually, in the VHS, show you where where he goes up to me. And he goes, I in Spanish, it'll actually give you the subtitles and say, Yeah, I, I the, thought, fir- the first day we watched this. You were on Netflix. You're like trying to put on subtitles, yeah. and then and then you said they're not doing it in English. I said, Dad, you're doing it in subtitles. I'll show you what they're saying, not trans, right. not translation. But it, they did cut that out of Netflix because it's supposed to say I didn't. I say if any man looks at my woman, he will no longer be recognizable as a man. And he goes. Uh, the cheese is old and moldy. Where is the bathroom? And that's when he starts laughing. He goes, "You're right, Holmes. She's not worth it." And I love it when oh, and he gets slapped. That's in the face. what he said. That's what he says because those are the two lines he learned in Spanish class. The oh. cheese is old and moldy, and where is the bathroom? That's why he Don't starts laughing. Yeah, that's why he starts laughing. So it's unfortunate that if you do watch this on Netflix, that part they will not have the uh, you know the subtitles there. But, you know, that's okay. It's forgivable. So uh, one thing that does happen in this sequence is that Robin is kind of starting to really like David. However, David's kind of uptight because she wants to dance and David's like, no. And she goes, oh, you're so uptight. And that's when you can see why she starts to like Link because Link, uh, Link's dancing. He's having fun. Uh, that's when he does. The, the thing I love that he does always makes me laugh is he puts stuff in his mouth and then spits it out. Um, you know, like the he does the mouthwash and then the salsa. It actually goes up his nose. It's pretty gross. Ew. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the cops come in, everybody gets busted, and they go to jail. So Robin breaks up with Matt at this point. She comes home and tells him, you know, I like the fact she stands up to him. You know, she doesn't let a guy bully her around, which is really good. That part I definitely dig about Robin. Um, Matt kind of doesn't really want to take no for an answer, but, you know, he realizes that she's breaking up with him. And that's when he wants to look in the link because she says, you know, I want to go to prom link because he's a guy knows what he wants. Yeah, because um, David called to get her out of jail, but then um, he said, do this one thing for me. Go to prom with me, and then she said, "No, I want to go with Link." Yeah, it's, and then Matt said, I'm, "And then um, David said, I'm not gonna do it," and they just hung up the phone. Right. Uh, this is what creates kind of a little conflict in the movie. Uh, there, it actually is a pretty cool trick where you put a quarter in a payphone. Sometimes you can actually get it back, so that is actually true. But this creates the conflict. He calls her, saying, "Look, I'm using my one phone call." Not for you to bail me out, but to ask you to prom. She says no, gets him pissed off, and now he wants to get rid of Link. And it's kind of unfortunate, but that's kind of what brings him, Link, and Stoney together. Because David decides he wants to take Link out to like the middle of nowhere. Luckily, Stoney was coming over, so he knew where they were going. So he followed them, even though David's in a car and Link, and or David and Link were in a car, and Stoney was on a bike. It took him a while well, to get like there. Like a motorized bike. Yeah, it, it took him a while to get there, 
But David essentially says, you know, it's not working out. I don't want you cut into pieces, but I don't want you hanging around no more. This is a really good scene because Pauly Shore and David uh, or Sean Austin, you know, they have really good chemistry in this movie. It almost feels like they really are really good friends. But what I enjoy in this scene is that he, Stoney really takes a stand and tells him how much of a jerk David's been, especially in regards to being a friend. And he really does a good job of, you know, saying, look, that's not how friendship works. You can't bag somebody just because they get in your way. And they kind of get into a fight. Now, um, due to what happened at the rink, they have a real funny montage of trying to teach him Ling how to fight. They throw in wrestling videos and stuff. So he kind of uses that to, you know, pull off uh, David off of Stoney. You know, he kind of uses a wrestling move, gets him off, puts him in a headlock and tells him, look, just by giving Stoney a bloody mouth, you know, you're being a jerk. And he kind of realizes that right away. Like, ooh, I don't know what got into me. And they all kind of forgive each other, which is really cool. This movie is a lot of fun. Not a lot of serious moments. This is really the only serious moment in the movie. But I really enjoy it. I thought it was really good. Do you got anything to say about that particular scene? Besides your yawning? I'm sorry, are you bored now? (laughs) No, like I said, I'm tired. Um, Anyways, it's really the, the major... Um, serious scene. It's a really good scene. I really yeah. dig it. So now we get towards the the end of the movie where um, Robin is going to go out with Link, and I like that David says, "You know, if you touch her, I'll kill you." <laughs> and Link kind of understands what's going on. In the meantime, you have you know douchebag looking into uh, what's going on with Link, and I do like the fact when he breaks into the house and he, he gets falls caught up in, in the hammock. Yeah. And then he falls out of the hammock. It's, I don't know. Just the way he does it where his face hits first and then he gets caught up. I always laugh even though I know it's coming. It's another scene that makes me laugh every time I watch it. I don't know why, but when I see people fail and hurt fall? themselves. Yeah. No, fail. Like fail at doing things and then fall oh, on their I face. Gotcha. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, we're kind of rude and demented like that, I oh, guess. Oh, because... My reaction, other people's reaction, like, when somebody gets hurt and everything, is like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? My just really fast reaction is to laugh and then go and check if you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened in um, sixth grade. Somebody got in a fight, and people were like, oh, my gosh, that just happened. And I and me and a couple people were laughing because that's our natural instinct is to laugh when something bad happens because we don't know how to react. Right. But then in the end, we're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, you might want to work on that a little bit because somebody's getting their butt beat, you know. Well, they both were getting their butt kicked out of each other because the one guy's braces, it was guy versus girl, and the girl beat the crap out of the guy. The guy's braces went all the way up to his gums. Ooh, that's brutal. There was blood everywhere. Oh. Well, needless to say, um, I, I dig this because, you know, Matt barges in thinking he's all hunky-dory because he's got the picture showing that he's a caveman. Nobody gives a care because Link's a great guy, and they yeah. think it's kind of cool that he's a caveman. And especially, you know, since they've been learning about cavemen and that the you know, teacher basically says, look, <laughs> a caveman's going to blend in. You know, I think it's cool. And, of course, they get into a fight. Uh 
you know, Stoney and David come in, and Matt's like, you know, give me back. You know, he wants they want the pictures back from Matt, and Matt causes a fight and punches punches Matt, or yeah, Matt punches David, and that's when. And then that's when the beast unleashes. Yeah, that's when Link decides, and then he headbutts him, picks him up, throws him, and then your favorite, well, one of your favorite parts is Is what Stoney does. Is when he falls into the cake. Is when Matt falls into the cake, and then um, Sony pours juice on, pours punch on him, and then Matt starts talking, and Sony <laughs> yells at him, goes, "Shush, shush!" Oh, so good. So and everybody laughs at Matt. Now here's the thing. Um, oh, and then immediately everybody goes to David's house for a party, and it's like that's another jump scene. But then what was gross is that they were swimming in mud. Okay, this is what I want. This is where I'm confused. Okay, because it never... no, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, oh, all right, okay. so, all right, this was like the thing is the part they do the dance thing and then immediately it cuts to go into the house, which David was like house. a jump cut. But I'm like, when did they have time to do a pool? So what you're saying is, is that it's not really a pool; it's full of mud. Because my question is, since there was no rain and they didn't have water. Like, it was completely, like, black. Are you brown. sure? It looked like it, a pool to me. Dude, it was the big mud hole. Right. It was the big dirt hole, and then it was brownish water. So that have to be mud. Oh, man. I watched this four times, and I literally don't remember what you're talking about. I It looked, I mean, it didn't look the cleanest water in the world, but, yeah, that's the thing. It's like. Because, like, I know, I never noticed in the movie that. Because in the movie, it never rained. And when did they have the time to put the water in the hole? Right. Yeah. yeah that, that was my question. You know, I mean, it's obviously, you know, it's towards the end of the movie. I'm going to give it that thing. Well, because, you know, where there are those, all the cut scenes. And since we watched it on Netflix, we can't see the deleted scenes, so we don't know what really happened. Yeah, there probably wasn't any deleted scenes. But, you know, some people always say, well, it's really random that his girlfriend shows up at the end. But... They established that when Matt's breaking into the house and they go to get the pictures back, there's a small earthquake because they show their drink shaking. So that's established that yeah. the earthquake unleashed his girlfriend. So I'm okay with this. The only thing is is that it's kind of dumb, but I give it to the movie is she immediately goes to the bathtub. It's like, how'd you know about bath and how'd you know about soap and stuff or whatever. And this is where it happens again because they find hampers on the door and then the alarm goes off and then Link and Sony look at each other and they go, ah! Yeah. And then they run upstairs and then um, Link opens the door and then Sony goes, there's your cave lady! <laughs> and then he runs into the bathtub. Now, did you notice Link does the shush? When he's like, you are so crazy. That's what Stoney says. And he goes, shush, like that. Um, yeah, he literally does shush to Stoney, but he does it like smiling. That always bothered me. I'm like, why would you take Matt's line? Link drives me crazy every time I see it. You didn't notice that? No. Really? All right, we'll have to watch it again. It's cool. So, <laughs> um, All right, so we get, to, we get to the end of the movie. Movie's over. Happy ending. Uh, and then, of course, we get, I'll be back. Wait, uh, my question is, where did they find all the girl clothes? Because it's true. those clothes are way too big. Well, for the they do girl. have a sister. But for the sister's clothes, because um, those clothes weren't her size clothes. They were bigger than that, and they were way too small for the mom. So where did they get the clothes? Well, see, that's the thing. 
this movie, I guess you, I could see why it would be considered a guilty pleasure on some people's list because they don't go out of their way to explain very much. They kind of give you the basics. Uh, the movie's well, you over. you never know. They could have took Robin's clothes. Yeah, they could have. Um, it's true. But you know what? Um, now, we're going to grade this movie. Now, we used to do, on this show, we used to do five-star ratings, you know. Um, but I like to do grade levels now, you know, uh, A through F. And because you get more that way. Because, you know, you can do, you know, like an F minus or an F, F plus, D minus, you know, all that good stuff. Is there really a thing as, is there really a thing called an F plus? Uh, you know what? (laughs) Rob Zombie Halloween falls into the F minus, so, I don't know, there's F, there's F minus, I don't think you can give an F plus, probably not. That's what a D minus is. Right, but you get, you get what I'm saying is that you, you get more... More leeway more in right more choices. So, I like to I'm gonna vote for this two different ways, okay. based on fun factor, and then is an actual movie. If I'm kind of looking at a critical standpoint, but um, I want to hear from your perspective first. You know, being the first time watching this, not realizing how old this movie is, um, give your overall what you thought of the movie. Um, you know, how you feel about it, and then what would your grade letter be? That it was a really good movie, even though it was, like, 24 years old, <laughs> that it was a really good movie. I thought it was, like, five years old, and definitely recommend it to a lot of other people. It was funny, way more funny than I expected it to be. Right. Like, to me, it's kind of in between Ferris Bueller funny. Okay. And um, Grown Ups funny. Grown Ups funny, okay. Like it's right in between those two. She loves Grown Ups, folks. Okay, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Grown Ups is. Um, grown Ups two is way better than Grown Ups. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a raft in there. Oh my There's, god, it's so good. Like in Kmart. Everybody There's hates a, that movie, but I don't care. I, I don't love care. I love that movie. My favorite scene in the whole movie. There's a raft in there. I, no, and then he goes and poops in the toilet. He goes. Clean up aisle six <laughs> and bring a shovel. <laughs> oh, all right. So okay. let's get back. Um, all right. But otherwise, for the like funny, I give it an A minus. Oh, you're gonna go that high? Okay. Yeah. All right. And then for serious, like overall the whole movie. Um. You could be critical here. I mean, that that's kind of what you want to do is, you know, uh, if you're looking at it kind of like a, you know, a movie as a whole, you know, and keep in mind, you know, I try to, I always try to find the good in everything. And that's kind of what we do yeah. is, you know, we, we like to, there's very few movies where we're like, that movie's a piece of crap, you know. Like, didn't we go to the theater watch a movie and then we didn't like it? Or, like, we watched a movie on Netflix and then we hated yeah, no, it? Yeah, no, that was, that was you watching uh, Freddy, Freddy Part 2. Oh, you're, yeah. You're like, this movie's piece five, of crap. Five minutes in, I watched it. It made no sense. Yeah, you're like, this I'm movie's like, piece of crap. I'm like, can we shut this off? Yeah, you're like, this movie's a piece of crap. Shut this off. Because I wanted to watch it. And then you're like... No, I said, this is the worst movie ever. And then I said, I don't care. I want to watch it anyway. And then five minutes in, I'm like... No, it's about now? 15 minutes. Yeah. So, anyways, um, so I mean, obviously, be honest how you really feel. It's okay, you know. It, the overall movie, I give it a B plus. B plus. Okay. Good. Like, 
like what you said, some parts you could tell that like it jumped from like to me it jumped right a lot more than expected because like it jumped from from them like what you said from them being to the high school to everybody being at David's house. Yeah, that made no sense. Well, I definitely would agree with you. B plus. I mean, I definitely think this movie holds up twenty four years later. Because you enjoyed it. It's the first mm-hmm. time you've seen it. So it obviously holds up. There's not a lot of things that point out that, hey, this movie was made early 90s. Really. I mean, there's not like, you know, uh, crazy cell phones or anything like that. Anything that would point out like this movie's old. There really wasn't anything out of that nature outside of the computers being really big. But that's okay. Somebody could just have, you know, too cheap to buy a flat screen monitor. No big deal. So I definitely think the movie holds up. Uh, you know, as an overall movie, um, I give it a, a B plus. Fun factor wise, salad A. I mean, I obviously if I watch a movie four times on Netflix within a week and a half, and it's just so quotable, it brings back such good memories. And I never really was a big fan of Polly Shore, but as I got an older, I can totally respect him and. Uh, and just kind of see the kind of comedy he was going for, and I really enjoy it. And funny enough, we watched Son-in-Law last night. It's the first yeah. time you've ever seen it. But and it's, it was funny because um, Stoney and Link was in there. Yeah, there, there's a cameo in there. Now, you didn't really like Son-in-Law that much. I mean, you thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. But, but like, it made me think a little bit different of Stoney because he was more of a jerk than stony in but, he wasn't, but he wasn't but he the wasn't the same character he was, he was yeah a, i mean he was meant to be a different character in that movie right it's kind of like an extension of stony but it was it was good but it made me enjoy, love encino man that much more is yeah. what i'm trying to say so i definitely would say fun factor wise the movie is a solid a just because it doesn't care what it is it it's just you go into it knowing you're going to have a good time, and that's exactly what you do. It's really fast, lots of laughs, you know, a few, very few serious moments, and the movie's over. Before you know it, it's over, and it's one of those movies you could just pop on, clean the house, and it, just sit back and laugh in the background. Uh, but as an overall movie, I would say a B plus, just because there's a few issues. There obviously isn't a lot of explanation for various things, but they really don't care, and that's okay. You don't, you don't have to have a movie that changes the world. Yeah. Is the movie accomplishing the, the movie it's promising is essentially it. So, And and I definitely give it a B-plus because of how well the movie has held up over the mm. years. You know, One thing me and Jameson will kind of ding a movie for is, well, it doesn't really hold up as strong today as it did when I saw it You know, when we were around your age. You know, And it definitely is a testament that this movie is that good if you're watching it now. And, you know, it feels like it's only five years old. So yeah. so there you go. That's our rating there. So um, that's it for our review. So let's go ahead and get into emails and hear what STL Nation has to say. Right, our first email comes from John the Music Man. Haven't heard from you a long time, sir. Thanks for writing in. Here's what he had to say. Hello, STL and Mike. 
I haven't seen this movie in ages, but this movie made me a fan of Brendan Fraser and, of course, Polly Shore. For me, when I think of 90s movies, I think of this one. To this day, I walk into 7-Eleven and I want to try and drink a Slurpee the way the caveman did. John the Music Man. Thank you, sir, for writing in. Always a good time, man. Thanks so much. That was funny. I would I, love to do that. I know, right? But it's illegal. So if you do that, you might you know, you know, might get arrested. Because, you know, it's stealing, technically. So. Well, can't you just eat it and then pay for it? No, it doesn't work that way. It's all good. All right, so our final email comes from Hurricane Andrew. Here's what he had to say. Hello, Mike and the surprise mystery guest. Ooh, that'd be you. That's me, by the way. (laughs) Nice to have you back, man. We've all missed you. I was psyched to see Encino Man and Son-in-Law pop up on Netflix recently. I watched Encino Man with my 7-year-old, and she loved it. See? That's awesome. (laughs) See? Kids can love movies, too. Good times. Ice probably... I've probably wanted, uh, I've probably watched them both a few times each in the past month because I'm a nerd like that. I was a big Pauly Shore fan growing up. He'll never win an Oscar, but he's entertaining. Brendan Fraser did a great job in this and was very funny. I actually know someone who played an extra in the movie. She's clearly visible during the whole dance scene near the end, so that was always cool. I asked her what it was like, and she said it was funny. Because at this time, Brendan Fraser was a complete unknown who was very shy and quiet between filming scenes. I can actually believe that. That's that's pretty awesome. All in all, this is a great funny movie that I love to watch. It's a guilty pleasure because a lot of people say this movie sucks, which those people are redonkulous. Haters gonna hate. Haters, Haters gonna hate. hate. But most of my favorite movies are guilty pleasures anyways. I can't wait to hear the episode. Talk to you soon. Hurricane Andrew. Well, thank you, sir. For writing in uh, so much, man. Good times. Uh, yeah, man. I hear you. You know. Do you th- do you know what a guilty pleasure is? No. Okay. So there's there's movies that you know is really good that everybody loves. For example, mm-hmm. like Dark Knight. That's a movie that most people universally it, people love. Then you have movies that people absolutely hate with a passion. For example. Howard the Duck would be one of those movies that a lot of people hate. But, you know, a guilty pleasure is when you know a movie isn't very good, but you love it anyway. So if it's a guilty pleasure, then people can't give you crap for you loving it, you know. Oh, yeah. So, for example, Howard the Duck would be a perfect example of a guilty pleasure, which you and I absolutely love that movie. But I know deep down in my heart, I mean, if you look... If you compare that movie to the Avengers or something like that, it obviously is completely different, you know. Um, so yeah, guilty pleasure. I wouldn't consider Encino Man to be a guilty pleasure. I think it's just a fun movie, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, if somebody's trying to be critical, I could kind of see them wanting to put that in that category. So, all right. Well, that is it from the STL Nation. Thank you so much for writing in, and uh, let's go ahead and get into the music spotlight. You can't bring me down. guys music spotlight time so um 
boy, this one's a, this one's a little bit tough for me because, you know, um, kind of bringing it down a little bit here. Uh, it's been, it's been a rough month, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, I lost my sister this, uh, you know, in November and, uh, unfortunately, um, Tabitha and Kaylee, they didn't get to meet their aunt, but we definitely made a decision that, you know, we were going to drive to Tennessee 10 hours away and that you guys were going to come along because we weren't going to have you, you know, that that's one less aunt that you didn't get to meet, but you're going to meet the rest of your family. And you, we have our favorites too. Yeah. You you had a really, you know, despite the circumstances, you guys had a really good time. And, uh, you know, so I, I've been listening to, you know, a lot of, of different music to get me through. So I definitely can say that the next episode, which is going to be the uh, the top 20 songs of 2000, the top 20 songs and top five movies of 2016, I would definitely say my top 20 list has changed dramatically within the past, uh, you know, within the past month just because uh, of the things that I've been going through. So I'm obviously not going to be playing, you know, uh, a a slow song or anything like that. I'm going to kind of be playing something rocking. But I just, you know, wanted to say that emotionally, I've been going through the roof when it comes to music and and things like that. And uh, one song that uh, I recently got into that is kind of, you know, kind of giving me joy as I've been listening through the days uh, is a song called Happiness. Now, we were listening to this yesterday morning when I took you to school. The song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you really like that. And yeah, it's, I love it's from a band called Need to Breathe, which is a band that's been around for a while. They actually have a big hit with Gavin DeGraw that happened earlier this year, which I really dug. But this song, Happiness, is, uh, you know, it's it's definitely not. It's a song about getting happiness and, and seeking forgiveness from others, you know, because, um, you know, The song kind of speaks for itself, but it's definitely a song that's been giving me a lot of joy lately, especially when I wake up and I'm depressed and things like that. So it's definitely a song to lift me up. And I think you guys really enjoy it a lot. Uh, You know, I was really I was kind of going with a hard rocking song originally to kind of hook up Hurricane Andrew because he's he's into the big uh, rocking songs for his workout. But, you know, I wanted to kind of go with the song that was really touching me emotionally and uh, I think this song works. So uh, I think you guys will dig this. And uh, when we come back, um, the next episode, uh, the next episode will be the top 20 songs and the top five movies of the year. And uh, I'm going to change up a little bit this year. I'm actually going to bring Tavi back on, T-Mac over here. And we're going to have some fun. We're going we're, we're gonna to be, you know, because of the fact that we listen to the same similar music, mm-hmm. Uh, watch a lot of the same movies. Right. And I think it'll be a fun perspective of the movies and music that I'm that I've dug this year from my perspective and then from your perspective. And we'll kinda compare now obviously we're not gonna be playing forty songs. So yeah. what we'll kinda do is is you'll pick your twenty and if one of your tunes happens to fall into my list, we'll play it at the time that it hits in my list. And then if it's a song that doesn't hit my list at all if it's a song that I dug or was an honorable mention, we could play like a, a quick clip of it, Yeah. you know, but, uh, it's something that you're working on. I think it'll be fun 
to uh, get get the the thirty seven year old perspective and the fourteen year old perspective of, of movies and music of the year. Movies are probably gonna be pretty much the same. Yeah, we'll we'll find out when I we already get. I have my top. Well, five th- I'm I'm glad to hear it. Keep it to yourself. Uh, but music wise, you know, there's a lot of music that we listen to. And there's some songs I don't like, but for the most part, most of the music you listen to, I definitely enjoy. So I think that'll be fun. Now, if you guys want to write in, feel free to do so. You can write in at stlpodcast.gmail.com. If you want to write in on your list, if you want to write in about this movie, um, the next movie is going to be The Burbs. Now, that's that's going to be hitting early January just because, uh, you know, I usually do two episodes a month. And last month was going to be RoboCop and the burbs but you know as i said i took a month off just so i could get my head together because the last thing i wanted to do was podcast so i did a vote for movies to come back to encino man and the burbs tied for first place but because tabby and i had watched encino man i thought it was a good idea to bring her on that's why i picked encino man so obviously the burbs will be the next movie that'll be early january i got some emails already so there's plenty of time for you to write in for that uh, and then if you also want to write in for the year-end episode, that would be great. Also, Hurricane Andrew, something we're working on. We're going to be starting to sell T-shirts, STL T-shirts. Uh, and it's, it's to make no profit. It's simply just to cover uh, the price of the shirt, the ink. And the ink is, is much better this time around. It's going to be uh, laser ink, so when you wash it, the it won't go away. The, the last shirt we made... Essentially, if you washed it like, I don't know, 25, 30 times, eventually the the screen print would start to crack a little bit. But this time, with it being laser, that won't be the case. So uh, it's just going to be enough to cover the price of the shirt and then shipping it out. That's a project that I'll be working on with him in the next couple of weeks. So for those of you who wanted to get an STL t-shirt, be on the lookout for that. I think it'll be super fun just to help spread the word about the show. Uh, We're on Twitter so STL podcast on Twitter to look for that. Don't forget to go to iTunes if you like the show. Uh, would definitely love to get a you know rating review. That'd be awesome. You know, tell your friends about the show. And then Jameson and I we're gonna get together probably sometime next month. Uh, we haven't decided the movie we're gonna do yet. Maybe Spaceballs. That'd be fun. Uh, would you like to be a part of Spaceballs? I think that'd be pretty cool. Spaceballs. I love that. Movie. You love that movie. Uh, yeah, I think that'd be I think that'd be pretty fun. Um, but one movie me and you definitely have to do is Dumb and Dumber because that's like your favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely gonna be on that one because yeah, definitely um, be on that I'll one. be laughing the whole time. It's true. There's a lot of a lot of good. And I know, and I'm gonna be while we're watching the movie. I'm gonna be re- revising a lot of words in that movie. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so uh, Tabby, it, it was great. T Mac, it was great having you on the show. Thank you for joining me. Uh, is there anything you would like to say to the nation before uh, before we officially sign off? Was a good time. It was a good time, yeah. and, and that's the motto of the show: is very good times. And uh, I'm looking forward lots to of laughs. Yeah, lots of laughs. I'm looking forward to getting together for the year in episode. Uh, hopefully, the the nation will as well. And um, I had a good time, so it was good to be back. So thank you guys as always for checking out the show. I hope you enjoy the music spotlight. And I will catch you guys in a couple more weeks when we do the year and episode of the top 20 songs of 2016 and top 5 movies. So you guys have a good one. Take care. As soon as time. I got a homesick heart, but a long ways left to go.
I've been doing my part, but I ain't got much to show. So I'm asking you to show me some forgiveness. It's all for you in my pursuit of happiness. Chasing that life, moving on, cause I had to prove. There ain't no life worth doing what I did to you. So I'm asking you to show me some Sometimes you leave the ones you love, but if it's love. 